Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Back from his trip to New York, Reginald Walker. Mr. Walker, welcome. Thank you, sir. How are you? Doing well. Uh, so we talked to you last week. Uh, just one quick follow-up on that. After going through all of that last week and talking about the future of media, it was a great presentation there as well about Prime Video and their interest of getting into college sports. What were your takeaways? You know, it's. I think the biggest thing for me to remember is that essentially outside from obviously Amazon is in the mix with Thursday Night Football. Uh, Apple's in the mix with Major League Baseball. But the streaming services have a lot of money to play with. Yeah. And the question is, how big is that number going to get? But the, more importantly, what does that buy them? Yeah. Because the, the battle is, right, you know this, the battle is who gets first pick on Sunday morning after Saturday night. Mm-hmm. That, that's where the big money goes. Yeah. Or comes from, I should say. And so I'm curious to see if anybody is willing, right, any conference, if you will, at this level, is willing to take the risk of, and I mean this respectfully to the streaming services, knowing that there's a capped audience. Right. To me, as opposed to going to the broadcast or cable route. See, this is this will be the issue in the short term. When I mean short term, I'm talking about the the next four or five years. Am I sacrificing viewership for money? Right. And in the end, does that does that help me grow my viewership? And I that's think, right. and that's the mystery. That's why what the NFL's done with Thursday Night Football is brilliant. Because they're not sacrificing it because they've got an entire weekend where everybody can see it. And they've got and even on Thursday nights with Amazon, they've got local markets that have access. Right. And they, yes, that's right. You can watch in your lo- local station and each market has it. That's exactly right. So tonight there'll be one in Phoenix, uh, known to some people in the station as Pahonix, and one uh, in, uh, in New Orleans that will be carrying the game tonight over the air. So. That's right. All right, so uh, you've lived through weeks where it didn't go well. I've mentioned that the worst thing any leader can do, right, of any organization, I don't care whether it's a media organization, a sheet metal fabrication place, or a football coach, you can't, you can't panic. I mean, you've gone through it, so you've seen, seen how it plays out. Panic's the worst thing that can happen. This is why I love Steve Jones, because you're in my brain. And, and here's why I say that. Last year, Charlotte goes on a, was it, a four-game losing streak or whatever it was. And I asked Will Healy. And in my opinion, the answer is nothing, right? But I said, you're, you're struggling to win right now. you got 18- and 22-year-old kids looking to you for answers. Are you going to change anything? And he said, no, I, even if I wanted to, I can't. Because then they're going to wonder if the process before was one that could prove successful anyway. Right. Same thing. I asked him the same thing. Literally, today is Thursday. I asked him the same thing on Tuesday of this week. Coach, you've, you're one in six. 
what are you changing? And he goes, nothing. Because if I change it, then it sounds like it looks like the, the original plan was not one that we thought was going to work anyway. Same thing. Okay, you're 5-0. and oh. Yes, you go to Michigan, you go to the big house, and you get, I'll say it, you get punched in the face. I mean, they just got punched in the mouth. And, and, and anybody can say all these different things. And I see the things online about the quarterback. You give up 433 yards rushing, that ain't the quarterback. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. 420 yards. Um, it, it's not the quarterback. Okay? So everybody that's screaming Clifford's the – Sean Clifford, and I, and I don't mean to take a shot at or, or pile on the defensive players, Sean Clifford did not give up 400 yards rushing. Yeah. He didn't. So stop piling on that kid, okay? This is a football team that – and we – look, you look at the, the, the schedule and who they played, and there were some people that had some questions about the schedule of who Penn State had beaten before they went to Ann Arbor, right? There was also a notion, and we talked about this last week, how are they going to handle defending the run against a Michigan team that wants to run the football? And this is why I've always said I don't have a problem with different offenses and what coaches want to do. But you've got to have an element of we can line up whenever we want and beat you at the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. And because it hasn't always won games for him at Michigan, people in Ann Arbor didn't like Jim Harbaugh at times. But at the end of the day, as he once told the story that he was always asked, by his college coaches and everything. Are you going to have a fullback and are you going to have a tight end? And his answer is yes. And that means, are you going to run downhill and go get tough yards when you want to and Mm -hmm. be more physical than the other team, or at least attempt to be? And they're willing to do that. I'm not suggesting other teams are not, but I'll say it simply. 111 yards rushing on 22 carries. Not bad, right? Yep. The other team had... Michigan ran the ball 55 times for 400 yards. That is saying, we think we are more physical than you, and we are going to prove it. I'm not calling our guys at Penn State soft, but what I am saying is, against Michigan, they didn't answer the bell. Yeah. uh, um, It's interesting in that regard. Sometimes you'll get in a game where guys play hard. And James, you know, James said, look, guys played hard. So first thing he's looking at in the tape, hey, look, did they play hard? And they did. Sometimes guys either don't have a great matchup or they're having a tough day. And somebody else who's actually playing decently tries to make up for it, so they're trying to do more than what their job is. And it, 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 Reginald, you and I know that compounds the problem, actually. Yeah, because oftentimes, right, if you're, let's just say you're a linebacker and you're trying to be Superman and then all of a sudden you overrun one. Yeah. And it's a cutback for, like, I know everybody in, in Penn State lore remembers, right, the, the Kajana Carter touchdown run against Oregon in the Rose Bowl. Right. Chances are there's an Oregon linebacker, and I, I'm not staring at the tape right now to break this thing down, sure. but chances are there's an Oregon linebacker that's saying, I overpursued by a half a gap. And that's what allowed him to break that. That those kinds of things happen. And I and one of the things I say a lot on broadcasts, right, is when a team is struggling, whether it's offensively, defensively, or whatever, 
Sometimes you need one guy to make an individual play that's out of his mind just to get everybody to settle down and say, okay, we can win this game, let's just play football. And I thought Curtis Jacobs' pick six was that for Penn State. Yeah. We're going to calm down now, we can play football. Because it, it told me they were ready to sort of respond to the adversity yeah. of being down in that football game. They came back, took the lead. And then after that, it just sort of all went downhill. And you wonder at times, and I talk about this a lot, even if you're down, you know, 21-20 in a football game, you can't try to get that entire point back on every snap. You just have to play the snap. Right. And sometimes guys get so focused on what's on the scoreboard, and you've got to – and I see this a lot in football, and I get frustrated when I see it. A team is down a touchdown in the third quarter, and – the other team has the ball, and, and, and a guy comes up, makes a hit, and he's trying to strip the ball, and it's a third and six, and he makes the hit at, at the right. line of scrimmage. He's right. trying to strip the ball, and he gets carried for a first down, and next thing you know, that team goes down and scores, and they're up 14, yep. and they never look back. Right. The smart play there is just make the tackle. You're getting ready to get the ball back anyway because it's third and six, and you're getting ready to make the tackle at two yards. Yep. Take the plus, take the giving away two two yards yeah. to get the football back. But some guys, sometimes guys get so focused on trying to make a spectacular play that they cost themselves more right. than they help themselves. It's like trying to hit the five-run homer. Uh, no. Yes. Okay, there is no five-run homer. Just make the play. That's right. Uh, the, the, the key sequence in the game to me was Penn State, they're down 16-14 at the break. They get the ball to start the second half. So you get the ball with a chance to take the lead. So they put together a drive, stalls, kick a field goal, take the lead. Uh-huh. Right? Now you need a three and out. Yep. And they finally get Michigan off schedule, and this is where McCarthy makes a really nice play, where Penn State, for one of the few times in the game, gets to play its sub-package. I mean, they were in the sub-package six times the whole game. That was The it. whole game, Six, yep. six. So now, I had it at five, so you caught another one that I didn't see. All right, so now I'm looking out there, right? You know, of course, we have the wide view. Everybody is covered. I mean, no way, right? And McCarthy breaks contain, gets the first down, next play, Edwards goes for a touchdown. Now, okay, so that happens. Now Penn State drives again. And now they have a chance to tie the game. This after they got a two-point conversion. Has a chance to tie the game. They get a first down pass play to Singleton, but because – an offensive pass interference is called where Warren comes down, boom, blocks Colson. But Singleton's over the line of scrimmage, so it's called. All right? You end up with a 15-yard penalty. Bowman turns around. You can't get the first down. Quorum goes 61 yards. To me, that's the whole sequence of the game right there. I mean, where you had, a, you had the chance and then derailed yourself. Yeah, and it's interesting you talk about that because the other thing I noticed in that that sequence around that time frame was, and, and this is where I think we, we obviously there was the Sean Clifford long run in there right before the timeout mm-hmm. uh, that led to the fourth down and the whole thing there. That's but right. Yep. Other than that, they had kind of struggled to run the football, and I wondered if they were starting to bail on running the football. Yeah. And that made me a little bit nervous. Um, and, and so when that happens, cause you know, you, you, you get into that, like even the, 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 a couple of plays, was it a first and 10 or first, there was a couple first downs that they threw the ball. Yeah. 
Yep. And I was starting to wonder, like, are they kind of, I don't want to say giving up on the run, but are they, were these tendency breakers or was it becoming a habit? I think it was a tendency breaker. And if that's what it was, I was a thousand percent on board with that. I yeah. was hoping that wasn't becoming yeah. the, the right, the latter. Yeah, that was a tendency breaker. Yeah, it, but other than that, I think you're spot on. The, the, it, well, it, not only was that the sequence that really hurt them, I think more than anything, it was because they were two explosive plays. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Blake Corum, sixty-one, and Edwards was what 67 yards, 60, sixty-seven. Right. Say back-to-back runs, literally. And these are back-to-back runs. Those are of one hundred twenty-eight yards. Right. You see explosive plays like that as a defensive player. Yeah, you're probably thinking maybe one guy maybe is out of his gap or we missed maybe missed a tackle, whatever. But they can just break you because you're going, man, we can't catch this guy from behind. We can't we can't tackle at the line. Whatever the case may be, that's what makes that sequence so difficult is it'd be one thing if those were two like eight minute drives and then you're yeah. like, Well, they just out whatever. But two explosives back to back in less than three minutes, that yeah. just that'll snap you in half. Yeah, it will. Um, one final one because you know I know I got to let you go, but just uh, what can, what can what kind of whiteout crowd mean emotionally for the players after everything? I think it gives. I think it's about confidence, right? I think it's about a lift. I think it's about yep. a defense that that you know can use that crowd noise to to impact communication. We don't know what's going to go on with Tanner Morgan. He was carted off the field last week um, for for Minnesota, so. Uh, if you get the young quarterback in there, I can't even pronounce his last name, Anthony something. Anthony <laughs> Calic Manis. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's, my, it's um, part of the profession. If he's in there, you know, he's th- that could impact them, obviously, because that crowd noise can be difficult for young players. Tanner Morgan's a veteran. He's used to it. He can play through it. But I think, I think the crowd's got to let this team uh, feel comfortable. I think the yeah. crowd has can do so much. The atmosphere itself can do so much yeah. for this football team, and I think running the football, if they can get back to running the football, I think it gives the offensive line confidence as well. My friend, thank you so much. Always a pleasure, sir. Anytime, and uh, look forward to uh, – I'll actually be able to watch this one oh, good. on Saturday night all the way through and not have to watch it back because <laughs> my game will be over. Perfect. Even better. Thanks, Reginald. Take care, Steve. Appreciate you.